0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Nyasha Musa Grace, the podcast. I'm Nyasha, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. I'm going to allow her to introduce us, to introduce herself to us. Um, but her name is Shirley. So Shirley, welcome to the program. Welcome.
1: Thank you for inviting me. So I'm Shirley McDonald, MCD, and I am a taxonomist. I qualified in 1991 and um, I treat people with hair and scalp disorders. It's a job I absolutely love, and I also specialize, my specialist areas are nutrition, natural nutrition. Fantastic. And as well as diagnosing and treating hair problems, scalp, Issues okay. is scaling scalp and hair loss. Mm-hmm. I also do micropigmentation, which is tattooing the scalp okay. for a com- camouflage effect. Right.
0: So that's for people who've lost their hair. That's
1: lost it, and it's not going to come back. Um, so they may, for example, have traction hair loss, uh-huh. and so you can camouflage that so it's not so obvious. So the the skin, the the, the naked scalp, isn't so obvious, okay. and it's sort of blending it in. And it's a permanent yeah. um, sort of camouflage. When we say permanent back two to three. Okay, so do you do that for men or is that for anybody? For men and women. Okay. Um, I tend, I would have somebody who works with me, um, and she would do full heads. So somebody had total hair loss. But where it's filling in, um, maybe after a hair transplant to get rid of that scar, um, or just to fill in small areas, maybe in the crown area or around the sides, then I would do that.
0: Okay, well, that's good for our listeners to know because we've had some people who we've had a guest on who's had. A hair transplant and her hair growth is doing really well at the moment but we, we never know who's listening and what they might need so that's useful to know yeah. another thing I want to talk about so you've got the letters after your name yes <laughs> explain <laughs> to our listeners what those letters mean okay so I trained with the Institute of Tripologists and there
1: are lots of different bodies out there mm-hmm. and just some historical context the Institute of Tripologists was the first registered body to deliver training in trichology, and I found out that we coined the term trichology, okay. but it didn't pattern it. Um, so we had it, and in this country, anyone can call themselves a trichologist, um, and it's this, it, it varies around the world. In some countries, you cannot be, unless you're a doctor, you can't call yeah. yourself, but here in the UK, anyone could set up. Yeah. So our training is, two years, it was three years when I did it, but you do two years and someone who's done two years can then start practicing and they will have the letters Mm A-I-T after their name Mm -hmm. and then they do a further two years to become a full member Mm -hmm. and so they would have to submit at least, um, they would do ongoing training for another two years, Mm -hmm. submitting case studies every month for two years and then they can use the letters MIT. Mm-hmm. So anyone with the letters MIT would have been practicing for at least, whether well, they've trained, so it's about four years training okay. um, and then beyond that. Mm-hmm. And FIT is anyone who has done some research. Okay. In the area of head and scalp, and so they have a, they're a fellow of the institute Okay. Yeah, but there are other bodies, um, very different. But we regard ours as one of the toughest training. To
0: it is. I, I think I found that out when I started looking for the training, and then I started, and I started somewhere else and did my training elsewhere, and then I was like, oh, I still have questions, and then I came across the institute, and that was a bit confusing to me, because it was like, but who, what, where? So anyway, never mind that, but I want to talk to you today about training, because clearly for trichologists, training is a very important part of it when it comes to hairstyling, i know you're not a hairstylist mm-hmm. but you must see a lot of work yeah. or at least a lot of your patients yeah. come to you yes. with conditions that have been caused by hairstylists yes yeah how important do you think it is for hairstylists to continue updating their knowledge um.
1: We've even recently. I'm going back to Traconto. We've recently even changed and updated. And now all of our mm-hmm. members must do ongoing training, or yeah. they won't be featured on our register yeah. um, at all. It's the same in any industry. Yeah. If you're not updating, then how are you going to know about the new products? Things are changing mm-hmm. all the time. Now, just this week, obviously, I can't give a name, but I had a patient who came in, for example. Yeah. She. Had a relaxer episode, and by that, the relaxer um, was left on. This is her description. Too long, um, and this was 10, 11 years ago. She's still suffering with that hair loss now. The scalp was so irritated, and she has gone back to different hairdressers. And what they've actually done, she's developed what we would call contact dermatitis, oh, irritant dermatitis. Yeah, so yeah. instead, what they've been doing is advising her to use particular products, yeah. hence compounding the problem. So when I saw her, the scalp was red, raw, mm-hmm. on, 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 you know, all over. And so it is absolutely crucial. I, I still don't understand why we don't have licensed hairdressers. How can you just set up, and I guess it's the same with tripology. In the States, you cannot practice as unless you are a certified
0: cosmetologist. You have to have those credentials, but here you can go and do an eight-week course. Which, which is very disheartening yeah. because not only does it give um, a bad image or bad reputation to stylists, but it also just means people don't invest in themselves. I I hear that quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Some of our listeners will write in and they'll say because we've done episodes where we've been focusing and encouraging people to go to trained people, go to a trained stylist, go to a trained stylist because at least somebody who's bothered to be trained will know that itching is the body telling me something. So therefore, if you come, if a patient says my scalp is itchy and you've done something or a client rather in the salon, you know that ooh irritant contact dermatitis you have a rough idea of what that is and you know when kind of to refer exactly. on exactly and
1: good hairdressers because i have a lot of hairdressers who refer um yeah. their clients to me as patients now that um i, I mentioned before i have a satellite uh, monthly clinic mm-hmm. to you before we started recording yeah. in birmingham and that is a, a childhood friend who has grown but she runs a really tight Her salon is so so professional classic concept in birmingham if you're ever in birmingham were,
0: that's say that say, say that again for all you guys listening in in birmingham shirley's going to tell you the name of this amazing salon <laughs> that you need to check out i'm
1: there once a month but classic concept classic uh, concept, concept yeah. in birmingham and if they know that there's anything wrong with the hair or the scalp yeah. they will not a chemical on there and they even because they're always training they're even they're not doing relaxers like before they've come to the conclusion that you know what this isn't working out because over time we can see the damage that it's doing now i'm going to say this as a caveat to that i don't think there's anything wrong with doing your chemicals doing your braiding doing your thing but it's about the technician hence why they need to be trained and they will be able to evaluate does this is this hair able to withstand a relaxer yeah. should we stop should we consider something else and that's a good yeah. hairdresser who doesn't think well she's not going to pay me if exactly I it, I leave. a good hairdresser will say look something's wrong it's not within my remit yeah. I'm going to
0: refer on mm-hmm. or let's try this first and if that doesn't work let's look what else we can do oh, fantastic so you see guys the the same thing that we've been saying in earlier episodes about if you go to a trained person, they will be able to guide you, direct you, and just give you give you a better service. That consultation process will help you to retain, or at least to maintain, healthy hair. So maybe this will bring us to the next step. I know you're not a hairdresser, mm-hmm. but you see hair damage, you mm-hmm. see all sorts of things. What should clients be requiring from hairstylists with regard to safeguarding the health of their hair? So when people come to you, you help them get back to a full head of hair, Mm -hmm. then you send them back out into the world. Mm -hmm. What are you telling them to have, what kind of conversations should they be having with the next person they allow to touch their head?
1: Well, interestingly enough, um, I had a lady here who had some hair breakage and so on. Now one of the things I do, I make products, all trichologists are trained, Mm -hmm. um, at least with our institute, to make their own products. And we prescribe our license sets that we only prescribe to the patient that we've seen. Mm. So if your auntie rings up and says, can I have a bottle of that shampoo, <laughs> then we're not going to do it. If you buy it, you know, and you're a patient, that's a different matter. Right. However, um, I've got a lady and she took the products with her because I've insisted because this is somebody who's got a scalp issue right that she cannot use those off the shelf right. products. so i've prescribed a shampoo and a particular leave-in conditioner right. they're nothing you know to do with being natural they're hypoallergenic right. so they're not going to irritate okay. so i would be very clear with them what they can and can't do now i've got a, 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 always examples pop into my head <laughs> yeah. i've got this wonderful lady that comes to see me mm-hmm. she has her hair braided because of the job that she does in okay. so she had a condition several dermatitis yeah. very very scaly mm-hmm. and we went through hoops you know we she stopped relaxing and then thought oh my scalp's clear let me go back and mm-hmm. then it reappeared of so course. we had all of that so we're now at a point where she totally gets it hair is growing beautifully mm-hmm. she's doing it every time she goes to get her hair braided The hair stylist insists that she needs to put oil into her her scalp. And I'm insistent that we, because I'm not very, you know, that's my big thing. Do not oil your scalp. I'm not talking about the hair, I'm talking about the scalp for all sorts of reasons. And she says, every time she goes in, they have this dialogue backwards and forwards, but your hair is dry. But your hair, she says, look. You can see my hair's growing. And she'll tell her, she says, but your hair's gone thicker. Your hair's really growing. She tells her all the things that's going really yeah, well. But yeah. still says to her, yeah, but your hair is dry. You need to put some of this in. And yet she can see the result of what's happening. Oh. So this is the battle, and it's because of the lack of understanding.
0: So would it be wrong for a client, because they're paying, to say, where did you train? How did you learn to be a hairdresser? Do you think we need to do that more? Um, I think so. Um,
1: I don't know what the response would be like um, if they did that. But clearly, maybe they should have something up. Um, But, yeah, we should. There is a website called No Scrunchy. Mm -hmm. And they normally, I think it's based on recommendations of people who've been there and got a good service. Yeah. And I think that's a way to start, because if you look at them, then maybe you can see the training, or emailing again ahead, yeah. but if somebody's offended by you asking about your training, then they're probably not the person to go to, because if somebody says to me, how long have you been doing it, what are you doing, how are you going to do it, and I get phone calls, and I still haven't got a booking system, most of my colleagues have. <laughs> I still love talking to the patient because for me there's a connection. Uh, I'm not going to spend all day on the phone but I can say to them, look, consultation will be an hour. You can bring, you can explain to them and then from voice they immediately feel confident and they feel I can come in. But if you're paying for something, why wouldn't you want to ask? Exactly. You know, they're not doing you the favourites.
0: Exactly, and this is what we always remind our listeners. You have the right to ask, because at the end of the day... This is, I think, one of the biggest issues with black hairdressing. Maybe it's a generalisation, but from the research that we've been doing in different countries, um, there seems to be this attitude where there's a lot of respect on the part of the clients for the stylist and the stylist for the clients there's just a lot of disrespect going on and the sad thing about this is that people don't want to have a healthy relationship with their clients they're not expecting them to come back and a lot of these clients will go there and think well i'm not coming back here we can't carry on like that as a community because we're hurting ourselves by doing that We we have to do yeah. and they to do it, better. They take
1: it personal as well. Um, you know, if you've got if you're running late, what does it cost you as a stylist to go out to that person, have a conversation with them, and say, look, um, my lady was um, slightly late, yeah. so I'm running late. Apologise. Can I get you a drink? it will be about 10-15 minutes is that okay you know just something to make somebody feel better yeah the same way you'd like to be treated exactly and also if you go in there be respectful if you've got a time then you need to be there on time exactly and if you have an appointment and your hair is still in braids and you knew you should have taken it out don't arrive with it arrive with how you want that because people have done that you know I've heard mm-hmm. that, that they've turned up yeah. and it's not taken out and oh yeah it's all got to be taken out well you know?
0: people will people will say because like for our baby clients clients of a certain age I'd rather go and see them at home just because it's less stressful for them it's safer for them it's an environment they know I've shown up for appointments where the grown-ups in these children's lives have done something to the hair and I'm not told about it And as I start to work with this hair, I'm like, has the child been putting... So we have a consultation form that they have to fill in before at work. Even with that, people still aren't honest. So you'll show up and people have done DIY remedies and home treatments and all sorts and all sorts. And they don't communicate that they've done that. That adds to service time. Because now I didn't come here to do that, but I'm now having to wash and detangle and remove the last one I had was um, banana treatment gone wrong explain the banana treatment I've never heard of banana treatment it's a thing on YouTube really it's a thing on YouTube where people use mashed up bananas and and honey or whatever else it is that they're using because it moisturizes the hair and it does this and I'm thinking but okay why? Because I always want to know why. Why Why did you do that? Because even if I go to the doctor and the doctor tells me something, my first question is, why? Why are we doing it? And it was supposed to be a moisturizing treatment, but then it, it's still in the hair. So when did this treatment take place? That's crazy. And so now the ch- the child will be traumatized because I cannot braid hair that has got things stuck in it that need to be taken out because... This is a situation, so I just think there needs to be clearer communication between stylists and clients, and a little bit more respect on both parties. And I Absolutely. think stylists should not have any problem. Like, who doesn't want to talk about their successes and their achievements? Exactly. It's like if you're training yourself, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Put your That's the most important point.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't you wouldn't feel a, you know yeah. upset if somebody's asking and you that. You it's you not a sort of, you know, catch you out to see what you're doing, it really is, and I've met, you know, we're we're talking about those standards, but Mm -hmm. I've met some amazing ones, like I said, the ones that refer people to me, are the ones who are really caring, and just don't want to see that damage, and some of them have lost their clients to me, because what they want to do... I've that you can no
0: longer do exactly. that. Exactly, and that's but fine. But they said,
1: we don't mind because I'd rather, because what that means is they'll tell their friend to go to me because they can trust exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: also I just think it opens up exciting new avenues for black hairdressing yeah. to grow yes. whereby we're no longer in this space where we are, where there's so much toxicity, yeah. where we can just move on to doing yeah. other interesting things yeah. with hair. Yeah that are more healthy for the hair and we can move towards that direction because there's more cohesion between trichologists, dermatologists, stylists, product manufacturers, exactly. (laughs) Okay, well, talk to us about nutrition because then this is your specialist when it (laughs) comes to, because hair, sometimes people will tell you all sorts of things about their hair journey and this and that and the other and then you're looking at them and you're saying, well, do you exercise and how well do you eat? Just explain to us what role nutrition plays when it comes to having healthy hair. Well, um, people will know a balanced diet is the
1: key, mm-hmm. is the main thing. But when somebody comes to see me, one of the things that I'm doing is assessing is whether it's an internal, um, okay. you know, imbalance, or mm-hmm. whether that's an external, or whether it's both. So you could have a situation, so for example, if I see somebody with um, psoriasis, mm-hmm. then we know there's an autoimmune. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do nutrition around that, that area. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody with seborrheic dermatitis, no matter what they tell me, I already know that there's a digestive issue. And so it's all well and good saying I can put this on. And what I say to them is, look, we can sort out your, scalp topically, because yeah. we have the right um, keratolytics. Keratolytics are something you use to cleanse the scalp, mm-hmm. a bit like a facial. We can use all the right shampoos. But what we've got to do is look at root cause. Yeah. And once we've looked at root cause, then we can start to address what happens. So in the short term, yes, we'll clear the scalp, we'll do that. But long term, what we want, you can't cure a lot of these conditions, but what you can do is, treat root cause so that they don't appear Mm. and if they start to appear you know what you need to do right to address it we would also um this is an interesting one somebody comes along to see me and they might say my hair is um breaking Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not even breaking it's actually shedding from the roots yeah yeah? so it's not breaking or both yeah and when they say the textures change, I'm looking at thyroid, I'm looking at these things. So I'll write to their GP and I'll get a suite of blood tests that we want to look at. Normally it can irritate them because I'm asking for things that they don't really want to spend money on, the extra things, but (laughs) we do that. And they'll come back and they'll email me or text and say, look, I've got the blood test and they tell me everything's normal. And I would have said, and a lot of them forget, no matter what they tell you, Please send me a copy, and you're entitled to get that copy of the blood test. And what they do, they use a population Mm -hmm. norm. So, whatever, let's just pretend that a a particular reading is 1 to 100. Mm -hmm. If you fall in that 1 to 100, then that's Mm -hmm. normal. Yeah? However, we know for certain people, if they're not at a particular range Mm -hmm. within that population norm, then they're going to experience shedding. Right. a typical one is serum ferritin, which is mm-hmm. your stored iron. Yeah. That usually measures 20 to 200 unit grams, or it's normally two, uh, 20 to 300. just depends on the lab. Mm-hmm. If you get a reading, I got one this morning, mm-hmm. um, she was 29, Right. and it's not marked as abnormal. But I've now written to her and said, I want you to go on this particular um, supplement because I need that to be 70. Higher. I need it to be higher. Um, and it also depends on whether you're pre, post-menopause or teenager. All these sorts of things may a heavy periods and so mm-hmm. on. And you have to know what you're doing with all those things. And nutrition is really, really critical um, when you're looking at the body. It's not just a case of, um, are you just eating well? It mm. may be in today's mm. lifestyle that you have to look at really good at what's going on. What's your energy like? Yeah. What? There's so much to it. Mm. Um, vitamin D is a big one that people are deficient at. Yes. And what people don't realise, low vitamin D will take away the immune privilege mm. from the hair follicle. So it's all these things that you have to put together. So for me, I couldn't do what I... Do without nutrition. Yeah. And one more thing. Mm-hmm. The reason I I'm, I'm not a qualified nutritionist. No. I've studied nutrition as part of my course. Right. And then I did a diploma in natural nutrition. Okay. And I do lots of updates. Of course. Yeah. yeah to make sure. But it was my own health challenges. Oh. I am 53, mm-hmm. 54 soon when I was in my 20s, and I had my thyroid removed. Okay. And it was through nutrition. That got me better. So I kind of understand the journey because also my hair went through the journey. With right. Me. So, yeah.
0: And that's an important thing for people to understand, isn't it? Yes. When they get help from somebody who understands the journey, who yeah. understands what's going on. Because it's interesting that you mentioned that because when sometimes it comes to hair loss and hair loss issues in black women particularly, um, a lot of places that we go to to get help for hair loss or my hair is breaking, my hair is thinning, they don't always realize the rigors of black hairdressing. So you have people who had hair transplants and they've not been given the appropriate after care for their particular styling yeah, sure. routine. Yeah, yeah. So the doctor might look at it and say, oh yeah, but you're fine. Because from a health perspective, you're fine. But the body saying, well, the hair is no longer a priority because the rest of the organs are so it's important for us to get help from people who understand right. how we style our hair and GPs
1: just to say they are not trained in areas of hair and skin no it is not in their <laughs> training Need true dermatologists when they're doing their training yeah. they have to elect to do hair and scalp yes yeah. so you know not all dermatologists are going to be equal because mm-hmm. some of them are more interested you know they see skin cancers which is very very yeah. important but those are the areas that they might focus on and they're limited in what they can prescribe and time yeah you know they're going to give you 10 minutes half an hour max yes. and then they have a set of things they can prescribe yeah. steroids, steroids steroids What you do sometimes need an mm-hmm. acute and in emergency situations, yes, absolutely. You know, we work hand in hand. Mm. But at the same time, I want to be looking at what is going on internally. Yes. So if somebody is not sleeping, mm. for example, it might be the first thing that I address. Right. So they've come about the hair. Yes. But sometimes resolving those things,
0: anxiety and the sleep, yes. can be the start of hair coming back. <gasps> I'm so glad you said that because yeah. at work we, we have um, personalized classes where we literally go on a hair journey with each of our clients um, just so that they understand that what works for one person isn't going to work for them. So we introduce them to their hair and we get them to the place where yeah, yeah. they get to a point where they can now style their, they enjoy their yeah. hair. Yeah. But it's not an easy thing because at the start of it, there's loads of fights. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) There's loads of fights. Why are you asking me about my exercise? Why are you asking me about my lifestyle and my sleep? And it's like, look, it's a class we have to do. And the reason we have to do it is because for you, your hair is important. And you're just like, but my hair is this. and Give me something I can apply and I can do this. But it doesn't work that way because it's coming from inside your body. Yes. It's like we yeah. use this thing, we use the example at work of it's like a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. While the tree is alive, you can nurture it, you can do all sorts of things to it. Once the tree is cut down, which is the hair coming out of our scalp, it's dead. Yeah. All we can do is maintain it and yeah. make sure that we're not damaging it unnecessarily. Yeah. And it, whatever manipulation we carry out, it's a, it's a matter of controlled damage. You know, so it's like, exactly, yeah. I always tell people, if you're going to get your hair coloured, Go and see a professional colourist. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time go and see a professional colourist. Because when you look at hair that's coloured, you can see, like, I'm looking at your hair. Your hair is coloured, but it looks healthy. Mm-hmm. Which means it's being done yeah, yeah. in the right sorts of yeah, ways. Yeah. It's yeah. not being bleached to within an yeah. inch of a life. Yeah. And then all sorts of things are being done yeah. because I'm doing it myself at home yeah. and it's like, yeah. well, the box said. Yeah like well your, that's yeah. going to affect your hair yeah. not today yeah. not six months time but maybe in two years time when you've stopped dyeing it that's when these hair issues will come up so I'm glad to hear that they've got somewhere where they can go and they're sleep gets sorted yes. out Definitely. <laughs> so we'll move on now what would you like to see because I know you're quite involved in the black hair industry in the UK what would you like to see happen with regards to the standards with regard to Product usage, styling practices, especially when certain styles are notorious Mm -hmm. um, for causing hair damage. So, like Ghana braids, Mm or the ever popular right now, the lemonade braids from Beyonce's lemonade video. Mm -hmm. Beyonce was wearing a wig in that video. She had a wig, a custom made wig, okay? Yeah. Um, We've now got braiders that braid especially just that, the lemonade braids, which is fine. We're not saying people shouldn't be creative. Mm -hmm. This is just people who've learned how to do this style. Mm -hmm. Some of them are not even trained. They don't know anything about hair other than I can braid hair. What do you think needs to happen in the industry just so that we can see the standards of... I think we just need to have training that's regulated, I think,
1: right the way through. You shouldn't be able to practice unless you have been trained. And I know back in the day when you were doing hairdressing, you would do two to three years, you would do an apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, it's like all the trades, carpentry, multiple mechanics. Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about hairdressing, mm-hmm. but really, you can't call yourself a professional stylist until mm-hmm. you've done five years, seven mm-hmm. years. Because what you used to have is two, three years in college, release. Yeah. yeah. then you'd be a first year improver, second yeah. year improver, then you'd be a junior stylist. Yeah. That's already clocked up yeah. five years, five yeah. six years. Yeah. Then you become stylists. Yeah. But this short, so that needs to be addressed. And you shouldn't be able to open or work in any place unless you are qualified in.
0: I agree with that. Yeah? I, I agree th- with I th-
1: that. I think the second thing is um, updates, train, everything goes back to training. Yeah. I think that if you're a salon owner, mm-hmm. you should be able to evidence that you've done this training and you're sending your staff yeah. and you should make them want to stay with you mm-hmm. because you're offering them all these sorts of things. I know it's very difficult for salon owners because people train and then they go off and then they work at home and become yeah. home hairstylists, mobile hairdressers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what we have to do is look at why are they doing that? Yeah. It's happening with black hairdressers, so but it's happening with white as well. Yeah, I realise um, that. Um, mm. and, and so one of the things that some of the big companies are doing, they can't get access to some of the products. Yeah, and that's rightly work, so. Yeah, unless they work in a, an approved salon. salon yeah. So maybe that's something
0: that we could, we could look at. And I think also there just has to be um, a limitation that you shouldn't, Be okay with certain things. You shouldn't be working on your own independently. So you know. So when you're so newly qualified, and I just think even if you've been qualified for a long time, just because you did your training thirty years ago, YouTube is not a place for you to go and learn. Well,
1: if you're a plumber, especially if you're a gas fitter, I know this from my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. My son's an engineer. They have to Mm reapply every so often to get their, um, to keep up their uh, license, uh, for want of a better word, the regulations. They have to go back and keep doing the update. Um, if you're an electrician, you have to go and do, I think it's changed, 17th edition, whatever it is, you cannot say, I'm going to put that in or do this, unless you have had the update training. Yeah. So that would really be useful to have that. And maybe start off with it as, not compulsory, but work our way towards it. Yeah. Because the people who were doing it would gladly be featured on a register. Yeah. And when people then see that, hang on, people are all going for people who have this stamp, this rubber stamp, then maybe it
0: will change their views. I hope so. And why why are we saying this though? Because I know I can already hear the tomatoes being thrown. (laughs) Some of our listeners will be like, oh well, but then you're shutting off opportunities for other people and for maybe say mums and this and that. And I understand that because I am a mum. Um, so I know that the convenience of being able to work around your children's schedule and stuff. I Why is it so important when it comes to hair care?
1: No, I think it's absolutely fine for mobile hairdressers. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with that, but what I think is you should have a license yeah. and you should be updating all the time. Right. Nobody's saying that you shouldn't be able to work alone. Mm-hmm. I was just saying the incentive with the salon yeah. owners maybe to pay for training so people yeah. stay with you and you know, work. And I think better, better, better working
0: conditions, conditions yeah, better because if you're working yeah, in, a, in exactly. a salon and it's not pleasant you're going to leave yeah. but I think for me one of the reasons it's important is damage. when you eat yeah, right it's when you're dealing with a person that's got that hair damage yeah. and it was avoidable okay. all along
1: well when they sit in my chair yeah. and we get the tears yeah every week I get somebody in here who is devastated yeah. by their hair every week at least yeah. one person yeah. and I am totally totally sympathetic yeah. and it's very difficult to feed back Because, yes, there are some things that are genetic, Mm -hmm. but there is a large part of it that could have been avoided, or at least the extensive damage that they had could have been avoided. Just one thing, though. Patients... You can do all of that with them. They have to take ownership as well. That's true. Because there are hairdressers who do advise them and they go and they go and they they find somebody else Uh that will do it or they do it themselves. Yeah. And I've got ladies and I've got a lady, I'm really sorry, lady (laughs) but I saw her Let's say at least six years ago. I won't yeah. say in the year. Yeah. She asked me for photos of her hair when I saw her because I keep
0: the pictures. Of course. Pictures. Yeah.
1: And she sent me a picture of her hair three years later, and it's all regrown. And, we were and I said to her, I don't believe you. You know, it was all fallen and what have you. And she said, No, it's actually regrown. She's coming to see me soon why because she's gone back to doing what she was doing spoke oh. on the phone and I said to her but you know and she said yeah, but because it had recovered I've gone and I said no because once you have that weakness it was your yeah. wo- you, you, you it's know it's for so life i have got to got be gonna, careful I've got to wait and see now to see where we go and and how much we're yeah. scarred you know because it's it was initially yeah. some um,
0: trauma so we're just mm. waiting to see if it Which Which I suppose is why we do what we do at work. Because, again, we understand that sometimes you've got to hold people hand on hand. And I think I know it's not possible for every single stylist to do what we do, but then we only started doing that because we've had training in both camps. Um, But we really do need hairdressers who are trained and who are qualified, because a lot of it is a lot of hand-holding, especially when you have to wear your hair natural. Um, I like a wig, the listeners know I like a wig, I even had a custom made wig, that's how, how devoted I am to, to wigs. Wig, yeah. I like a wig, I like a good wig, <laughs> I've had to stop wearing my <laughs> wigs for the last couple of years, only because a lot of my clients were saying, well but it's all good and fine, you're telling me all these things and you're telling me this, but every time I see you, you're in a wig, mm. so they're saying, part of what I now have to do, is to make, to normalise. Wearing my hair without So this is my version of a wash and go Yeah,
1: yeah. So and I washed my hair yesterday
0: I washed my hair yeah, yesterday yeah, 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 And that's it And it
1: looks beautiful Right Yeah.
0: So it's got no gel in it And yeah. then they'll tell me No but you're lying Because I can see your curls are defined And I'm like Yeah but then when your hair's healthy And it's in a healthy I'm looking at your hair And I can see your curls So I, I can't imagine that you were Do sat you know there Doing I know. stuff Do you know what I love? <laughs> I've got Afro
1: Curly So they can't say to me, oh, yours is a bit looser, they can't say any of that to me, and I haven't used hair oils, I can't count the years, I couldn't tell you, maybe 7 years, 10 years maybe, and they said to me, but you bleach, and I said, yeah, and it hasn't broken, and it grows, and I keep it short because it does bleach, but what I'm saying is, I know what I should do, and I know what to do within right exactly so in terms of putting the things in to make sure yeah you know that i mean i i you need to do that if you want to wear a particular hairstyle yeah but um we have so many myths with yes. our hair I, the piece of advice i'm going to give everyone is keep it simple all this i was listening to somebody the other day you need to pre Oh my goodness! Do you take, there was all
0: these steps that you had to do. I was thinking, oh my god! And that's not true. And it's not sustainable. It's
1: not. And then imagine
0: if you've got kids and you've got three or four of them. And you're that, doing all that. And, and, and traumatizing their poor yeah, hair and scalp. The poor little children are sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, it's going to take long. I don't like it when people say it takes too long. It's hard work, and it's. just I'm like, no, no, no. You just don't know how. Because it really simple. is simple, so simple. When I wash with my hair. Time, they want
1: to go out and they tell their sisters and they all say, yeah. okay, what she's told you, you're yeah. not doing
0: that. But then they see
1: their hair growing and exactly. they say to me, I can't believe it that you've said. And I said, yeah, just wash it regularly. We do just have, just do we that. have,
0: we have people who've been with us since we started doing this who will disappear for a little while because their hair's doing well and da-da-da. And then yeah, they yeah, fall back that. into yeah. old habits and then it's like oh but my hair's doing this but now I know it's not the hair beloved it's you what have you done what have you been doing and I know sometimes I don't get the whole truth I get parts of the truth (laughs) and then I'm like ah well we do things differently here now fill in the form do this and do that and that holds them accountable it holds them accountable which I think brings me to another thing that black hair salon owners need to be doing and black hair stylists record keeping it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a big part of our training and oh, we yeah. have to take it seriously yeah. because yeah. that's the only way we can yeah. continue to yeah. help and support our clients yeah. to yeah. have their but health and can and in. see what they have exactly. and so on so, yeah, definitely. okay so now we're going to finish off on this one do you, I don't even know how to ask the question but do you agree that maybe hair academies so our training centers mm-hmm. the product manufacturers mm-hmm. hair stylists mm-hmm. salon owners mm-hmm. trichologists should work together more to improve the standards of products, services, and knowledge when it comes to our hair texture. Yeah, and can I just say it's already happening. Good. Um,
1: it okay. It's happening with the big companies. Mm-hmm. So I worked with. I've been, I've done some work with a big brand. Okay. And they own everything. And right. Just about. Um, uh, just all sorts, and in that room were the engineers. Mm-hmm. the um, biochemist, mm-hmm. the microbiologist, mm-hmm. there was trichologists trichologist myself, there was marketing, mm-hmm. there was everyone. Mm-hmm. So when they're bringing out a new product, they have everyone. So all the big companies do that. So I'm talking yeah. about L'Oreal, Coty,
0: all of them, that's what they will do. Um, Is there enough black representation? I think that's what our people need to hear. They need to know that there's enough people that look like them and who understand their struggles. I know you're there.
1: I'm you're an important part of that as the, a black the, woman. The, 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 the ones that I've looked at have been generic products. Okay. So um, okay. there's been two or three of us at the different ones that I've seen yeah. that look like me, Yeah. but um, there are, there is, I know that the top woman in uh, L'Oreal, I have to look it up, yeah. is a black woman and actually she's speaking, so there are out there, but Good. I think the visibility isn't there, right. and I'll tell you who it is now okay. so you can look her up. Listen I think this out to is that. In, this is really important. I'm just going to go and find okay. her details. I'm sorry about this. No, that's but, um, okay. I, I I really think it's important because she is going to be speaking yeah. at the Royal Society of Chemists. Saturday And she is one to look out for. Good. And you should probably send her name. Um, we'll, we'll
0: let the people know. We'll, we'll let, let our listeners it. know. Um,
1: I think it will be for professionals, but it's... Um, this one she's, she's doing a talk on is um, dark skin, photo protection in dark skin. Okay. But her background is, look how long it's taken me. <laughs> That's okay. I am so sorry. Uh, I'll view the event and then okay. I should be able to tell you who she is from and um, who she works with. I think she works with L'Oreal. And okay, that's come all right up. that's
0: yeah. fine the reason we we say this um listeners is because some of you might have children with an interest in hair and you have an interest we've we've heard this a lot, so we're not calling anybody out but there's a there's a desire for for people within our community to have their children go and become engineers and stuff like that and that's absolutely fine if that's what a child wants to do. but if a child has an interest in hair, maybe you can encourage them to do a stem related um Career, but focusing on hair because if we are not in these spaces, if we're not encouraging ourselves to be in this space, we are not going to see the changes. We need it, starts with us being and in these we spaces, need more of us, right? Exactly. So,
1: it's uh, Dr. Damiola. How do we pronounce? For Ooh,
0: you? Okay, we're gonna try this. Yeah. I, I know it's a Nigerian name, yeah. I think it's Faju Yibe. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Damilola, Damilola Fajuju Yibe. I'm saying that wrong but I don't remember yeah but it's it's Nigerian. Okay so Dr. Yeah. Dr. Damilola and she's
1: a scientific and medical lobby manager for L'Oréal Research and Innovation, right. uh, managing medical directorate activities in Africa mm-hmm. and collaborating with rni south africa on mm. scientific communication Good. so she's actively looking at black skin and Good. there are when i go to conferences there isn't many of us i right. have to say there is so we do need more we, right but we are there but unfortunately unfortunately um for our own products what's happened is the big companies are now making products for Afro hair. Yeah. I don't know what input we have with them. Um, recently I've seen Tresemme's brought something out and I'm absolutely, I'm so annoyed yeah. because I read the description and it was talking about hard
0: to manage hair, difficult hair, coarse hair. But yeah. in, you know what, I'm not defending Tresemme, yeah. but from my experiences, do you know who makes it okay for other people to describe our hair this way? We do. We do. Yeah. Because these are the terms we are Are using. using. And when we're talking to people who don't look like us, and even when we talk to ourselves, to each other, I hear this all the time. I hear mothers will say, my daughter's hair is so tough, it's so hard. And And I'm like, daughter is right here. Daughter can hear what you he were saying, but then it's not even mummy's fault because that's all mummy heard. So, I think one of the yes, things so we do at work right, is yeah. we talk about language yes. because language is so important. 100%, because yeah. if we continue to use terms yeah. with ourselves towards ourselves yeah. that denigrate yeah. us, yeah. we're making it okay for yeah. someone else to do exactly yeah. the same thing. I like, yeah. I heard this lady say the other day that the black community in America needs to change how they view the N word. Because so many people in America, that was the last thing they heard as they were being lynched. Mm-hmm. How can you then take that word and mm-hmm. say, we can reclaim it and yes. use it in a positive light? Yeah. When your ancestors, would have yeah. that would have been the last thing they heard yeah. as they were being yeah. lynched for being yeah. less than. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. And oh, when really, it comes to hair and yeah. how we describe it, we yeah. cannot reclaim terms that were never used in a positive way to begin Not with. Not at
1: all, but we, we're so far off the mark with it. I mean, I remember seeing on a WhatsApp group, and this is going there slightly out, Mm -hmm. but it's all tied up in the same thing. Um, It's like, you know, the whole, and they were talking to young black men about the kind of girls they go for. And we all know what, you know, it was and how it was described. And it was just sickening. To see to listen that's our young men. we've got sons yeah. we should be teaching them yeah and i'll say something when my boys were going to school mm. they had no idea what kind of hair texture they had until they hit high school yeah and
0: they started hearing girls say oh you've got this hair you've yeah. got that hair yeah what sort of so mountains? you are now teaching black men yeah. how to treat you by how you're describing I mean, their yeah. hair because yeah. then they're going to look at you and think oh so you don't have yeah. whatever you don't have exactly that and so it's like and we so
1: i had to have that dialogue with them yeah and say don't let them tell you that this is any better. exactly don't let them tell you that it's any this yeah. is this is just it but i just thank god for my parents yeah i just thank god for my parents yeah. because they just didn't buy no into you know they were really good at saying look don't even go there yeah no because
0: bad. everyone's hair is everyone's hair you n- nobody chooses what kind of jeans to be born with that's not something that's in anyone's hands so you are enough as you are so we have to be I just think we have to be so aware of the language we use because we embolden outsiders to use these terms because that's what we tell you know how this is another thing I'm currently working on an article about this but you know us as black people we don't swim I was like no beloved I know a lot of black people who swim so after an
1: interview with a swimmer um, Who was a championship swimmer, right. and she's written an article. Uh, I have to look it up um, about swimming and us yeah. because she wanted to know where does this myth come from yeah. with the. Is this is not and true. So it's not wash your hair when you get out. Yeah, That's what you need to do? Wash your hair, wet exactly. it before you get in. Thank you. That's exactly it. what. <laughs> That's wet what that before do. You get do and then go and swim, yeah. and then get out. Absolute nonsense. Um, it doesn't. But then, if you leave bleached water in your hair, yeah. it doesn't matter what hair type you got, exactly. it's gonna dry out. Yeah. So everyone should just, just wash their hair and go and swim. I love so swim, oh, it's, it's, it's so not important. Problems, it's, it's, but it's, no, I but
0: it's just about, it's, it's yeah, low yeah. impact, yeah. and it's good, oh, and oh, you I know, our right. communities yeah, plagued yeah. with high blood pressure. Yeah. It's one of those things that's really good for yeah. blood pressure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just think, language it's very important for us to be aware of how we're
1: telling our children i know it's all language but what we're telling about their hair Mm -hmm. just keep telling them that they've got lovely hair especially the girls and what i genuinely believe genuinely believe the thicker the curlier the hair is the better when i part it and i see density and you can squish it this way and you know oh my god and (laughs) Everybody else is looking at us and thinking, what an amazing head of hair, but we don't get it.
0: Yeah, no, we have to, we really have to embrace it more and it would be nice to see more and more natural styles at major events. I've
1: started seeing it in adverts though I don't know if you picked up on that I've started to see that in adverts and I've started to see a lot more around Yes, there's there's an improvement but I don't want anybody because I know the other side with my patients Mm -hmm. who would love to wear their natural hair out, but because of damage, because of scarring they're now caught having to wear wigs and so on because you know they want to be presentable and feel confident so I don't think anyone should you know feel in any way
0: if that's what their style choice is. I, I totally agree and I think even if you continue to choose relaxing there's a safe way of doing it if you choose to wear wigs there is a safe way of doing it so if there's damage there don't compound it by self-diagnosing and then wearing wigs without any external help you you do need to go and get help from a sympathetic person so you're not making the 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 problem worse because definitely i we have clients who've used wigs we have clients who use we transition yeah. our clients yeah, using yeah. braids most of the time, yeah. um, just because we. I think it's in. There's an episode, that, episode that's currently airing. Um, I was talking to another trichologist, and she was saying braiding can damage the hair from. And I totally got what she was saying, but I said there's a big difference in safe braiding practices.
1: Oh, absolutely. I would. Ne- I don't think there isn't a hairstyle. I said it at the beginning. Yeah. You can do any hairstyle. it depends on the technician right. and what's going on with your exactly. hair, so, and whether it suits your yeah. hair type, but you
0: can do any of that Because if somebody's not yet ready I'm to just the have hair. their hair out. I work
1: with the patient because... I know they've got to go out the next morning and they've got to face, so we have to reach. Somebody texted me yesterday, I always get these texts, and she said, I've bought some castor oil, we've been on a journey, so we have a relationship. Yeah. And I'm so harsh, it was the end of the evening, I'm sorry, I just (laughs) typed in capitals, "No." NO. And then the next text said... Um, absolutely not. And then the third text says, I'm sorry for being so harsh, but this, 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 And then she goes, Yeah, I need it. But I had to remind her, listen, we're not even negotiating now. Now, another patient, she said to me last week, I'd like to have crochet braids. I already know what your answer is because I'm going on holiday. I said, No, absolutely have them. Because, How are you done? Because just make sure that when you come back you take them out so you have yeah. to work with where people oh, are oh yeah definitely you know it would, it, she needs to go away that yeah. was it, she's stressed, she needs a holiday so yeah. let her have it, we're yeah. doing what we're doing yeah. we're on a journey plan yeah. so she can have it try not to have them too tight so yeah. she texts me again and said can I have, she was going to describe me some methods that I had no idea mm. I said take whichever one you want as long as it's not too tight but when you get back yeah just take it out out.
0: take it out you know
1: so yeah we have to
0: be practical of course definitely and so this is why i think that cohesion those relationships need to exist because we
1: We all work. we already doing that i work with um i get referrals from dermatologists um, and vice versa and i refer on because there are some things that are emergency situations, certain scarring, hair loss, Mm -hmm. that needs immediate intervention. And we need to get that done and we can do other work besides. Or
0: Or maybe they don't need me, they just need that intervention. Fantastic. Well guys, I think that's been loads of juicy information (laughs) given to you there by Shirley. Shirley, thank you so much for your time. It's, You're so welcome. I enjoyed it. I know. I it was it. so I lovely like, having you on board with us. Yeah. I know, but it's been fantastic to see that where we want to go, there's a light. Yeah. Things are beginning to happen. And I think it's important for our listeners to hear that so that this can be something that will spread out yeah. anywhere and everywhere we go yeah. so that Definitely. we can expect a certain level of standards. Absolutely. I mean, um, I'm based in Hendon mm-hmm. at the Hair and
1: Scalp Clinic, which is northwest London, NW4. Yeah. Um, I do the one in the city centre in Birmingham once a month. I'm also a clinical tutor for trichology, so mm-hmm. I teach the course for the Institute of Trichology, mm-hmm. which is in Beck. and I'm also Chair of Ethics. Good. So, again, it's all to do with standards, so yeah. So um, where can yeah.
0: people find you? Facebook? Instagram? Facebook, yeah. Your Facebook? Just, yeah, just Facebook. Facebook.
1: But if you just type my name in Shirley MacDonald MCD. You, I should come up. Okay. Um, so that's good news. So well, but if you put something like hair or trichology, I should come up. Good. But the hair and scalp clinic.
0: Fantastic. Well, we'll have Shirley's details up on a podcast to go along with um, the blog post that goes along with the podcast, guys. But thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time, do look after yourselves and happy hair loving. Bye.